both in my corporate and when I started my business, it was so easy to slip into those old patterns of working late nights and wanting to work extra hard to kind of prove to yourself that I can make it and um, that I'm worthy of this and uh, lots of limiting beliefs like that coming up that I was, again, burning myself out mentally because I put so much pressure on myself and I didn't take any time for myself. I actually developed a UTI because I didn't go to the bathroom because I wanted to work and mm. just try and suppress all those natural bodily functions. And mm. that just made me realize that I really need to change things because I was right back to where I started when that was the whole reason I wanted to create a business for in the first place. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, Livia Berger, is who is a lifestyle designer for busy female entrepreneurs. She helps women find alignment and optimize their life and business for less overwhelm and more productivity so they can be in charge of their day and reconnect to themselves without sacrificing well-being or profit. Love that. All about the balance. Livia, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, of course. How is your day going? Where are you tuning in from, actually? I'm tuning in from London. Okay. Um, it's very gray and rainy here, as expected. <laughs> uh, but I'm heading to Mexico soon, so it's all oh, good. Um, so but yeah, I'm doing good. My day's been good, good. Amazing. So, if you don't mind just um, letting us know, like you help busy female entrepreneurs, obviously, as I read in, in your bio with um, managing productivity and not getting overwhelmed um, without also sacrificing well-being and profit. So can you share with us just your background of how you got into this work and um, how you ended up here? Yeah, totally. So I was always working in marketing in my corporate career, and I decided that March of 2020 was a great time to quit that, <laughs> um, which was very terrible, or not terrible, but scary timing to just go out on my own. And it all actually just started and got kicked into motion because I was just craving a life that, that allowed me to put myself first above like anything else. I didn't know at the time what, I, what it was I wanted to be doing. I just really needed a way out basically because the way that my corporate was structured and the hours and what was expected and just, I think there's so many toxic 
uh, beliefs around, you know, working the nine to five and staying until after your manager has left to be seen as extra productive and dedicated and all of those things. And I was constantly anxious and burned out and getting headaches that like no doctor or chiropractor could figure out where they came from. And so I just didn't feel great mentally and physically in um, my corporate job. And so I just quit and I started as a VA, did lots of different things until I landed on what I do now, which is like self-care and lifestyle design for entrepreneurs. And the reason I chose this in particular is because both in my corporate and when I started my business, it was so easy to slip into those old patterns of working late nights and wanting to work extra hard to kind of prove to yourself that I can make it and um, that I'm worthy of this and uh, lots of limiting beliefs like that coming up that I was again burning myself out mentally because I put so much pressure on myself and I didn't take any time for myself I actually developed a UTI because I didn't go to the bathroom because I wanted to work and mm. just try and suppress all those natural bodily functions. And mm -hmm. that just made me realize that I really need to change things because I was right back to where I started when that was the whole reason I wanted to create a business for in the first place. And so I started changing some things and really asking myself what it is that I wanted and then started aligning um, my actions with those visions and goals and all of that, which then led me to the lifestyle design because I see it every day and with the clients that I help that they're trying to work so hard and it's really hard because they want the balance and they want more time because that's what a lot of us start their businesses for, to have more time and to be more flexible but then in reality, it doesn't often look like that, especially when you're like in the messy middle of building a business or in the beginning, because you are so in the middle of building your business and doing all the things. And so that's why I'm here to help them make some more time and create better boundaries to reconnect to their values and to themselves to do more of what they love doing that they started their business for in the first place. Oh, I love so many parts of what you just said. I mean, the primary being like I have seen myself, like I've worked with clients and I've seen so many women that have created their businesses and they're, they love their work. They love what they're doing, but they sacrifice themselves. I remember, um, I had a client who was actually a um, fitness coach and she said that she, for a time, she went through this phase where she wouldn't even eat. She wouldn't go to the bathroom, like, cause she didn't want her clients to see her like resting. And mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that because so many entrepreneurs get to that place too, where they feel this need to go, 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 like work harder and, try to make themselves successful in the while in the process sacrificing themselves so this is such impactful work and i can't wait to like dive into your brain on some of these topics even deeper and then another thing that i thought was so interesting was that you said that you had these unexplained headaches when you were working in corporate I actually had the same thing when I was working in corporate and they couldn't figure it out. It was like going to the eye doctor and all of these things. So it's fascinating that this stress buildup or this misalignment, whether it's in your corporate job or whatever work you're doing can lead so heavily 
to physical mm-hmm. ailments like that. Right. And that just led to so much more frustration because mm-hmm. then at the same time, I didn't want to take any more time off during the day going to the doctor's offices that I started going on the weekends because I didn't want to be seen just taking this time off and didn't want to be seen as lazy, even though yeah. it was for my health. And then I spent my Saturdays at the doctor's offices and then I didn't really have much time left to do things with my friends or just things for myself. And and just kept spiraling deeper and deeper into the state of such deep misalignment and Mm. wanting a change, but also not really knowing what that might look like. And I think so much in this space, it's with the hustle culture and everything, it's an either or type situation. You can either have the success and hustle and work hard, or you don't have success and you take vacations and you take time off. And so that's why I'm all about building a business that is in alignment with your goals and values and supports what you want to be doing in your life so that you don't have to sacrifice one or the other because you can have a successful business and you can have thriving well-being because actually when you take care of yourself, and even though it might sound counterintuitive at first to rest and slow down in the end it's so much more productive and beneficial for your business in turn yes we are all for the wealth (laughs) and the wellness here you are in the right spot to be talking about this a hundred percent i love it so much so what when you're working with clients what is typically is there one kind of first step that needs to be done when somebody is looking at this or something that you could offer our listeners if they're like oh no this is me like i'm totally (laughs) sacrificing my wellness right now for wealth and for this hustle culture. And, and I think a lot of that comes from this idea of if you're not go, 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 like today's society rewards so much, like how busy can you be? How overwhelmed can you be? It's like a badge of honor. And if you're not saying, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm so, I have no time for anything. You know, Mm -hmm. like how do, if somebody's recognizing, okay, that's me, I'm like caught in the hustle culture and I'm craving to break away without being perceived as lazy or, you know, just like not passionate about my work or whatever. What would you, what is like a tip that you would give for somebody who is wanting to get more into this work? Yeah. So the first thing I always start with is to break down those limiting beliefs, because especially those who've been in the corporate world before to be, and even the way we grew up and just society mm. in general, like you said, with the hustle culture and it's being rewarded to be as busy as we can. And even when we try to rest, we look for ways to rest more productively. And yeah. so just starting with, actually questioning whether those beliefs are yours. So, well, first paying attention to what it is that you actually believe the thoughts that keep coming up in your mind, whether that be, oh, I can't, I can't take a break because if I take a break, then my clients will be disappointed or I'll let my clients down, or I need to work just this on this one more project before I can take time off because otherwise I'm a failure in business or this whole project is a fail. And so there's so many different beliefs around rest and business and hustle and all of that. But also in so many cases, that's not actually our beliefs. It's beliefs that we adopted that we grew up in believing that our parents taught us. For example, you know, when you're a little kid and your parents always, or when you're a teenager and have your first job and your parents tell you, you know, you have to work hard to get what you want. And I mean, 
yes, you can work hard, but you you can do that without having to pull on all nighters and chasing your tail. And so in this example, is that actually your belief that you have to work yourself into the ground? Do you believe in that being true? And is that something that's in alignment with you? And a lot of the time that's, this is exactly the gap that's missing because people feel one certain way, but at the same time, it feels really hard to act on it because they have these beliefs that are holding them back. And so once they actually get clear on what it is that they believe in, and then reframing that into a belief that actually feels in alignment and actually is true to them, yeah. then they can move forward and fill in the gaps of how to actually achieve the change that they want or the lifestyle that they want. And then we get into the whole lifestyle design process. Yeah. So that first step of really finding their own truth, their own clarity on what are their beliefs, not the beliefs that they've been force fed yeah. by society. That's so important. And when you talk Talk about rest, like what are different ways or different types of, of rest that people could practice? Yeah, so I think with rest too, and that's why probably a lot of people resist rest is because in their minds, it means sitting down and doing nothing. Yes. And especially as high achievers and entrepreneurs that can often feel really difficult because naturally you want to go, go, go and do things. And that's when you start to look for ways to rest more productively. But with that same thing, it's just a simple mindset change that there are ways you can rest and rejuvenate without you just sitting on the couch and doing nothing. And that goes back down to to asking yourself what it is that you actually enjoy because there's there's so much advice out there be it business advice or self-care advice like you know a morning routine is essential to your success but what's the point in following any of these things when that doesn't work for you hmm. and so when you're trying to find ways that you can rest that you actually enjoy it's exactly that so asking yourself do I enjoy this is this restful to me? Do I find this stressful? And so that way you can kind of pick and choose and just try a bunch of different things that you find restful. And so some people might find unwinding in a bath is the only thing they can truly relax and do nothing. Others find hiking really rejuvenating, for example. And I do enjoy a hike personally, but to me, that's not necessarily restful because it's still physically straining. And so I prefer more of the like quiet kind of having a bath, getting a massage, for example. But again, it's just different for every person. And so with rest, there's actually seven types that probably not a lot of people realize but also the same at the same time when I say seven types of rest I don't want anyone to get overwhelmed because if you carve out time for yourself regularly you are naturally going to cover a lot of these already anyway but also when it comes to rest you'll probably have noticed that maybe you slept seven eight hours but you still feel drained and you still feel kind of exhausted even though on paper you've slept enough or same thing you're in bed and you should be sleeping but your mind is racing and physically you feel tired but you can't fall asleep because your mind is racing 100 miles an hour i'm sure that one's common and for so, the entrepreneurs as well yeah <laughs> exactly and i've been there too yeah no I've, I've been there too and i've had a notepad next to my bed and i would lay awake until 1 or 2 a.m and i'd be drifting off and i'd jerk awake and think of one more thing and i wrote it down <laughs> I may have done that so, last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sometimes that's that's actually such a good indicator that rest actually is productive in a way, mm. even though you don't oh, want this to happen so at 2 a.m. When you take that time, because then you're in the headspace, okay, it's bedtime now. I'm going to mm. rewind ideally, uh, unwind ideally. 
and just kind of start relaxing. And that's exactly why you have those random downloads or why you're thinking of brilliant things in the shower, because you're not in the deep of your business and you're taking that space away from whatever it is that you're doing. And that's exactly the reason why rest is so important because that's when the creativity hits and when inspiration hits and all of those things. But yeah, there's, there's physical rest, mental, creative, spiritual, emotional, social and sensory rest mm. and like i said a lot of those you naturally cover already um like physical sleep for example is sleep but that even is divided into active and passive rest and so passive is sleeping active is anything restorative that i really like personally like stretching yoga anything restorative and then mental rest is exactly when you had such a busy day of just thinking and meetings and all of those things and have that mental clutter and you just can't focus and it's with these things it's really easy to or a tip of those is to do the exact opposite of what you've experienced so for example with mental rest when you're feeling so drained because you were in meetings making decisions all the time then a good thing to fill up that bucket of rest is to take a break from screens, go for a walk, grab a snack, and just mentally remove yourself from those situations. And similar with creative rest, if you've done brainstorming or doing really brain heavy tasks, then doing something that doesn't necessarily use your brain as much. So play an instrument, read just an easy book, sing, dance, anything like that. Emotional rest is really needed when you're a yes man and you say yes all the time. And the opposite of that is practicing saying no more, enforcing boundaries, those kind of things. Uh, social rest and sensory rest kind of go hand in hand together when you're a lot around different sensations be it around people or on your phone uh, so just give yourself a break and figure it out figure out which friends might be draining and giving your energy and then for a sensory rest unplug turn off lights and just don't look at any screens for a while oh that's so good yeah there's i love that you touch on all of these different types of rest because it is it seems like such a basic topic right where it's like mm -hmm. oh yeah rest like you should rest but yeah. there's so much more <laughs> that goes into it as you said of like boosting creativity and all of the like sensory all of the different types of rest mm -hmm. that you can really and really should practice something that made me curious when you were talking about that too is do you find or do you do any work i don't know if this is part of what you do but do you find a difference too with how people rest based on like if they're an introvert an extrovert and things like that because i imagine that would play pretty heavily into it as well so when i use the example of when it's really difficult for you like for example you just lay in the bathtub and do nothing or just sit on the couch and read a book that tends to be more difficult for extroverts i'm i can be both but i'm definitely more of an introvert i get my energy from just being at home in my own space and taking a bath watering my plants baking those kind of things yes. and that tends to be more helpful for introverts so yeah just knowing yourself with that helps too but i think with so much self-care and me time related it's almost a little bit like a b testing because you mm. won't know what works for you on unless you try and similar like so many people always tell you to like meditate and journal and while that's great and i know it works for a lot of people personally it doesn't work for me um i do it sometimes but i don't swear by it and that it's like a part of my daily routine i know it works and i know it can be a great practice uh but for me personally i still feel balanced and centered and calm in the routines that I do have and in the mm. things that I do. Uh, and I was beating myself up for 
quite some time actually, be it for having that set morning routine or trying to incorporate meditation or journaling into my day. And I would start resenting my routine altogether because I just didn't enjoy doing it. Mm. And so there, even though I, I knew for myself, I don't like it. I felt like I had to keep trying because all these people that I was following that seemed to be doing really well were doing it. And so yeah. I thought, well, maybe this is my key to success without realizing that it's really all within you and within what you like doing exactly so it's very personalized when it comes to anything like lifestyle design and just self-care in general Mm. because everyone is different everyone likes to unwind and recharge in different ways yes that's such a good point and you mentioned like your own habits what are what as someone that really specializes in this what are your routines like what works really well (laughs) for you and what are your non-negotiables daily weekly or whatever it may be like what do you schedule in as important as a meeting with a client? Yeah, that's actually something that I love doing with my clients too, to really schedule in their Mm. self-care and their me time so that they don't get tempted being like, well, I'll do it tomorrow because it's so easy to just drop a commitment on yourself. Mm. Uh, And so treating it like an important meeting that you can't drop or disappoint someone with when it comes to your time. And so, yeah, so personally, I'm the most productive in the mornings. And so I don't have a morning routine in the sense that I take an hour doing different things. Mm -hmm. I literally just wake up. I have a glass of water. I do my skincare, which that is a big thing for me. I love skincare and it's so relaxing to me. Mm. Um, So maybe that's my version of meditation (laughs) and journaling because I just, I find it so meditative because I do have quite a few steps, um, (laughs) but it's just, I really enjoy it. And so that's really the the only big thing that's a bit more time consuming that I do in the mornings. Um, and then I start work right away because I notice even if I just postpone it by half an hour to an hour, my focus drops right away. And so I really try and get most of my work done from the morning until around 1 or 2 p.m. And then uh, I tend to have a late lunch for that reason because I just want to take advantage of my productivity yeah. because the second I eat lunch or the second it hits like 2 p.m. I'm in my afternoon slump. And so that's when I take that time where I go for a walk or I do some light exercising or I, um, I color sometimes because I find that kind of meditative too, Mm -hmm. uh, or I clean or any of those things, just kind of optimizing my time when I'm naturally not really productive and focused anyway, or sometimes I just take that time and just sit into it and let it pass and I do watch Netflix obviously too and I'm on my screens and on my phone and those kind of things um but I'm just trying to flow with how I'm feeling and I think now I'm at a point where I have it figured out quite nicely with when I'm productive and when I know it's there's no point in forcing it because this would maybe take me four hours now because I tried to push through and I'm already fatigued then if I just push it to tomorrow morning when I'm fresh and I just do it then and then also same with workouts I tried getting it done in the mornings I tried doing it over lunchtime and for me it works best after work because I'm a very slow showerer (laughs) and so when I do it in the mornings or at lunch again I find that it just cuts too much into the time where I'd be feeling productive and so I noticed myself getting so stressed out working out because I just thought I need to be done now so I can Mm -hmm. rush home and start working and so 
now I'm going to do it right after this uh, call, actually, to go work out because then I'm done with work. And I know there's nothing I have to get home to other than just unwind and have the rest of the day to cook dinner and do those kind of things. So even your workout can then be almost a form of rest where you're not yeah. as like stressed. Of course, it's a workout, so it's not. <laughs> but yeah. I totally agree yeah. with you. Have you heard of the chronotypes? Yes. Yeah, that's so it, it makes me think of that because it's it comes back to no yourself and knowing like your chronotype like when you do function the best when you're the most productive when your brain's the sharpest when your body's gonna be the best for working out and I totally agree I'm the same way as you where I for the longest time tried to force myself into be to be a morning workouter and I'm like it just is not it doesn't my body stiff like not only mentally and work-wise but it also is just like so much harder. So how can you maximize your day in the way that's going to feel the easiest for you and for your specific personality and and all of these, you know, pieces that play into what makes you you? Yeah, 100%. That's just that's what I always say. Don't force it. There's no point in forcing it if it's something that just doesn't work for you or you just mm-hmm. simply don't enjoy it. Are you quite a big routine person? Like do you do pretty much the same thing every day? or would you say you're not as much of a routine person? Generally, yes. And I do thrive in my routines, but every so often I feel like I really need a change um, where I'm trying to completely switch it up. And so the other day, for example, and since you mentioned non-negotiables, usually my morning time is my non-negotiable where I don't do anything, then just get work out of the way and then I have the time for myself and take long walks and stuff. Because like I said, otherwise, if I were to be doing anything other than work, I would just constantly think that I should be working right now because I don't want to waste my focus on work. But because I've been doing that for so long and so many days in a row, the other day I went for a really long morning walk, um, which was really nice and just changing up energy a bit and just a change of scenery also because I work from home all the time. I don't really go to a co-working space or anything like that. But also when I did that, I knew today was probably going to be a little less productive just because that walk did take up a chunk of my productive time. But knowing that I rearranged some of my tasks for that day, for example, if it's just design tasks, like creating Instagram carousels or something like that, it was, that's fine for me to do when I'm kind of tired anyway, but if it's more strategizing work, then there's no point in me trying to push that in the afternoon. So since I knew that going into that day, I'm going to take a morning walk. I'm probably not going to get as much done as I usually do, but that's fine because mentally I just need a reset and a different type of routine. And even a year ago, I would get really down on myself for that because it was like a failed day almost. Or, right. um, But if you plan ahead and you're gentle on yourself and you just know whatever's best for you down the line, then it, it takes practice. But then you just automatically you're so much more in alignment yeah so it's like that mental preparation yeah I just think of some like a lot of entrepreneurs I feel like are very creative are very multi-passionate and Mm -hmm. maybe struggle more with those like really strict routines and do you find that that comes up at all or like how would you suggest working in rest or like finding your non-negotiables for someone who it who really does struggle with a routine. Mm -hmm. 
So I white space is something that I'm a big fan of. Mm -hmm. And so when someone's just really trying to get their life in order and their routines and everything, then I do recommend sticking with more of a schedule in the way that I say, okay, if, if you're really having a hard time sticking to the things that you want to be doing that are important to you, like exercise, breakfast, lunchtime, walk, whatever it may be, to actually really put that in the calendar by right. the hour, just so you don't get to the end of the day and life took upper hand and you got an email and it derailed the entire day. Um, but I don't personally have my calendar set up that way either. I just like, I just have it in the back of my head knowing what it is I want to be doing that day for me. But at the same time, that's like the complete opposite end where if you're new to it or you're struggling to stick with it, that can be challenging too. And so what I recommend always is to account for white space mm -hmm. because that allows you to, and by white space, I basically just mean a buffer in your day to allow time for whatever it is that you want to be doing. And that works both for your me time, but also for business because Oftentimes when you do assign like an hour for emails or an hour for content creation or prep work for a client or something, then a lot of the times you probably run over that task. And so allowing for that buffer either allows you to finish up that task without stressing and rushing from one thing to the next, or just leaving that open for whatever it is that you want to be doing. And mm. when you don't know what that is that you want to be doing, because I don't necessarily outside of like my morning routine in a way with my skincare, I don't do the same things every day. Right. I just do whatever I feel like in that moment. And I think it's so nice when we were little kids, we did exactly what we felt like doing in that exact moment. We mm. never thought about, well, tomorrow I might be doing this or right. And after dinner, I'm going to play with this. You're just following exactly what we want to be doing in that moment without thinking of anything else. And so yes. if you have a really rigid schedule and saying, okay, like every day I'm going to color in my book for an hour or I'm going to paint or something, you might not feel like doing that every mm -hmm. single day and that's okay. And so that's why I recommend white space because it's kind of like a placeholder that allows you to do whatever it is that you feel like would be serving you best on any given day, whatever you feel like doing. And I think that's also a really fun way of connecting with your inner child and just becoming a little more playful and not being shit because it's so easy in business to get so caught up in everything you're doing and slipping into autopilot mode and just going through the motions of your business and living that Sometimes you really need to force yourself to wake up a little and do fun mm. things and embrace being silly and just doing whatever it is that you want to be doing in that moment. Yeah. So, uh, so kind of like mixing the routine with the flexibility and the freedom to create in a way that really feels good for you. Do you feel like the rise in social media use and <laughs> always being glued to our phones and all of those things play into our ability to rest? or just our general like distractibility and uh, things like that? Yeah, 100%. And when I was just talking about the sensory rest, that's what most of my clients come to me with, with what they're struggling, because as an entrepreneur, naturally, you always have a million different things in your head and mm -hmm. different ideas, then you want to action them all right now, and you can't, and you don't know which one to work on first. And then on top of all that come the notifications and your phone, be it your phone or your tablet or your computer and especially if you run for example an Instagram account for your business it's so easy to just 
switch over to your personal account if you get a notification and picking up your phone and you don't even remember why you did that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely is a really big stressor and probably the big biggest distraction there is that also keeps you from doing all the things that you want to be doing because yeah. all of a sudden you're meaning to do some strategizing and then two hours later you're still scrolling TikTok and you don't even remember why you picked up your phone yeah. in the first place. <laughs> um, it's dangerous because you can start your day with the best intentions and saying today is going to be the day I'm finally going to get everything done. Mm. I'm going to make plenty of time for myself. I'm going to prepare a nice dinner. I'll have time with my partner, pet, whatever. But then it's just the smallest thing, maybe an email notification you haven't turned off or because your phone is right next to you, you just, it's in your muscle memory to just pick it up, even if you didn't mean to. And it derails your whole day. Yep. And that happens all the time. <laughs> oh, it sure does. I hear it from clients as well. It's like, or the or the whole like, oh, let me get inspiration for reels. And then you're scrolling reels for like three hours and you're like, wait, yeah. that was not productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any tips for like digital like wellness around um your around digital, you like your phone, your computer, things like that, like how to manage that? Yeah, I, th I would always start with trying to set better boundaries with yourself, even though it can be really hard. So having that be one thing, but also, again, it's not a one, an all or nothing situation. You don't have to go full detox mode and not use it for an entire weekend or sp spending nine hours a day on it. Um, and so it's all about just becoming more mindful with your phone. And if you do have an iPhone, you can check your screen time and also how many times a day you pick it up, which is a bit <laughs> shocking when you uh, do that for yeah. the first time because you don't realize. And that's the danger of it because you're easily at over a hundred pickups a day. Right. Um, and if you just think of how much time you lose. And that's, that's the thing, you know, so many people say, well, but I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time yes. to take care of myself. But if you just check how much time you spend every day on your phone, you're going to have at least an extra hour to, yeah. if you only on your phone for an hour, I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, you can, so I always recommend making the habit of checking your phone more difficult. So for example, start by getting an analog, the traditional alarm clock. So you're not tempted to check your phone first thing in the morning and you're browsing for half an hour before you even get out of bed. And the next thing is to leave it in a different room. So if you're working and it's always right next to you, it's so easy to just pick it up if even if you didn't mean to, mm -hmm. or even just turning it off. Because if it's still next to you, but you turn it off and you go to reach for it and it's off, that's usually enough for an interruption in your brain to realize, oh, hold on a second. I didn't actually want to reach for my phone right now. And same thing if it's in a different room or across the room and you have the urge to pick up your phone, just the thought of, oh, but I have to get up to get it right now is enough to snap you back into reality where you realize, well, I don't need it right now. Mm. Um, and so that's one thing, but also within your phone, there's lots of different ways you can set it up for more productivity, for example. So only on the home screen, keeping the apps that are most important that you really do need for business, or that make you feel good. And then other apps like TikTok, for example, or Instagram, just put those within a folder, within a folder on maybe like page seven of your home screen. So it's just more difficult to get to, mm -hmm. or even deleting Instagram or 
uh, your email, Gmail, whatever you use directly off of your phone. And I started doing because I, my, my thumb started to hurt from being so much on Instagram and responding to comments and all yep. of that. And so what I started doing, which was a huge game changer is to reply to DMs on desktop. Uh, and that freed up a lot of time for me because mm. even though, yes, I'm technically still on screen, it's harder to get distracted and just randomly scroll when you're on desktop. Yep. And also it was nice for my hands. For your thumbs. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So trying to use the desktop apps of apps that you use often as much as possible can also really help you in relieving your thumbs, but also yeah. in saving that time because it's just harder to get lost in it. Mm. And I feel like that would also play in a lot to um, time blocking, where if you're mm -hmm. not on your phone, just like letting things pop up and distract you, then if you're like, okay, this hour's for email, then you're time blocking all of the email into that hour, which naturally helps the productivity rise. Yeah, exactly. So if time blocking works for you, then that's perfect. You can even, some people do full days of batching. Like one day yeah. is all about content creation. One day is all about something else. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I don't batch days, but I batch chunks of time within a day. So yeah. for example, I block like a two or three hour chunk of or for specifically content creation mm -hmm. um but i do like the variety of having something else right after yeah. or before rather than just being in content mode every day and that's something that took some time to figure out and just come to peace with too that i didn't have to batch complete weeks or days just because everyone i was following was doing that right right finding i think the the big theme is just finding what works for you and sticking with that and having options in place, but being able to customize it for what really works for you. Cause I'm mm -hmm. kind of similar to you in that where I do, I do batch days where, you know, I have, um, like a in front of the camera day where I'm doing more calls, master classes. And I think it, as a coach specifically, I think it's really helpful to have your calls on a, a couple days instead of like, Oh, I've got one call in the middle of the day on Friday. I've got <laughs> three calls like spread out over the day here like that I think is a yeah, massive energy drain mm -hmm. um so I'm more like okay I have call days and I have creative photo video days where it's like more behind the scenes stuff yeah that's, that's a big theme for me too and trying to figure out what I'm gonna do each day is just based on energy Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, cause obviously being behind the scenes takes a lot less energy yeah. than being on and being on calls and yep. recording content and things like Especially that. Especially as an introvert. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and an extrovert may be totally different. You know, that could be life giving to, you know, a lot more life giving and energy producing instead of like the energy draining for more of an yeah. introvert type person. Yeah. I try and limit my my calls per day to two or three max. Mm. Um, but some of my friends in this space, they have like six or seven back to back. Yeah. And I just can't even imagine that would not <laughs> work for I me. I have max six. <laughs> six is a lot. Yeah. But I mean, when you get in the flow for me personally, I feel like it goes by so quickly that if I only had two, for example, or one, then I feel like there's too much. I don't know. It, it's not in the flow enough for me personally. So I feel like that is almost more energy for just one or two than just having a day of calls. Yeah. Sometimes it interrupts the flow of the day too, because then right. if you break it up over too many days, like you said, like even if it's two or three days, mm. because it always 
um, takes me energetically some time to get into it and to prepare, right. okay, like I'm gonna like go on calls now. And then also the same thing after and in between, it takes me some time to kind of recalibrate. I can't yeah. just close out of the Zoom call and then immediately get back to whatever it was I was doing. Right. And so it's just a trade-off of yes. how you best work and how you would prefer to do things. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much. There's one question that I love to ask at the end of every episode, and that is, what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you? What does that look like in your life? That's, oh, I love that question. That to me means just living life on your own definition of success. Because I think, especially as entrepreneurs, there's so many different suggestions and different advice out there of what you should be doing or that you should be chasing the 10K months or a fully booked out business and all of those things. Mm. But oftentimes that's not actually your version of success. And to me, yeah. the time freedom is a really big one that I'm trying to embody as much as I can, which is also a reason of why I booked a trip to Mexico soon. Yeah. So that I can uh, just change the scenery and be somewhere else and just embody and live in alignment with what I value. Yes, that's so good. I love that. Absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much. Before we close, where can our listeners find you? Where they, where can they plug into you? Whether it's your um, links or any programs or anything like that, um, where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on matewithlemons.co or on Instagram, matewithlemonsco. And if you're interested and curious about the whole like seven types of rest, I have a free resource that breaks all of that down into so much more detail that I'm happy to share with you guys. So you can have a look and kind of read through everything that I've talked about just uh, in your own time. But yeah, I'm really excited and I'm working on a little mini course all around productivity and optimizing that and your time and reclaiming your time rather than your business running you. Amazing. Thank you, Livia, so much. It was so lovely to have you on today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also, share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it, and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there, and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.